Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Uptime Community. We're so glad that you could join us live today. Today's date is October 18th in the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Greg Messina, and if you are new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, the Anointed One, the Messiah. We want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments. Today, we welcome special guest, Brother David Chow. He will be sharing his testimony with us. We are happy to have him up, uh, have him on Uptime. But first, I would like to open up with our usual Uptime panel. Um, Brother Robert Hagen was, is not able to make it with us tonight. Uh, he's had a long day and uh, just needed the rest. So um, he will not be joining us, but uh, we do... Uh, hope he is doing well, and we'll continue to pray for him and give him strength, Lord. Uh, today's uh, verse of the day, of course, Psalm twenty-seven, fourteen: Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And that is from BibleGateway.com. Verse of the day, Brother Bob Barber, thank you for coming back on. Thank you. Thanks for having me back yeah. on. Yes, thank you for have, coming back on. And, of course, we bring back Michael Pels. Hey, how Brother you guys Michael. doing? Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, sir. And thank you. And uh, Brother Kevin Hook. So are you there? To wait on the Lord. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing from that verse. <laughs> yes. That's what, exactly what we're doing, aren't we? We're waiting on the Lord, aren't we? <laughs> Yes, we are. Um, That's good. We're doing the right thing then. We're doing the right thing. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I hope everyone had a, a good week since uh, since the last uptime uh, last Tuesday. But um, you know, it's it's been a it's been up and down for me. I think uh, you know God is good. Uh, just had you know so many different things. I mean, family is doing good. Uh, you know, love watching my boys play uh, play uh, little league, uh, fall little league, and it's great to see them. Uh, play out there, and then there are certain things where the the enemy tries to come in and tries to uh, you know destroy. You know he tries to steal, kill, and destroy that joy. But then uh, you know when you get into prayer, you get into your prayer closet, and you you start rebuking these things in Jesus' name. Oh man, you can see the evidence and the power of the name of Jesus Christ. Really, I mean, it really, really is something else and and people if you're missing something if you do not know the lord today please get to know him uh jesus christ is our lord and savior if you're missing something if you and uh we thank you we thank you uh for coming on and we want we want this to be an encouragement to you uptime it should be an encouragement to you uh we want to continue doing these things until the lord brings us home amen 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 so uh, with that, I, I do think we should bring on our, our guest. Uh, David has been watching Uptime since pretty much the beginning. Uh, and uh, he has a very interesting testimony to tell. Um, we're going to listen to what he has to say. And uh, David, thank you for coming on with us. Oh, you're muted. Go ahead. There you go. Hi, my name is David Chell. I am... Uh, born in the late 80s, and I am from uh, Midland, Michigan. And I re remember back in those 
really long days when I was a when I was a little boy. I remember that back in the back in those times, I God made me into a very very beautiful child at the time, and when when I grew into my toddler, I remember that my parents say said that I wasn't even speaking at all. I would, did not develop into a very into a very uh, normal way. So I, they were wondered why I did not develop and why I wasn't talking at all. So later then they decided to, my parents decided to hire a psychologist and later on they diagnosed me with uh, autism. And later on in, and throughout my life, I didn't even know where, where I was in the Lord at the time. So we u- usually go to a Baptist church. And after, after going into uh, Montessori, I started to go into kin- kindergarten. And I wasn't able to develop very well uh, learning, learning habits and home, having that comprehension and math, math skills. So that time they they said that I had really, really bad, uh, very, very bad disability at the time. So later on, uh, that time I went into a, I was attending a Baptist church, a King James only Baptist church called Calvary Baptist Church. And that time I was basically, uh, I didn't even know, I didn't even know who the Lord was at the time. So I just basically just go to service, go to Sunday school that time and just live my life. I love being, having that adventure with me, having that so-called daydream adventure. And I was, I didn't, I was basically within my own world at the time. And I, I didn't even have the desire to make friends. And it's, it's just a, a very, very, it's just a very, very uh, uh, difficult time. So at the time I, during, during that time in elementary school, I had a parapro and the parapro will always write notes down for me. And the, and what happened was I, I just end up getting behind with work. And, uh, and that I, I had, I had trouble writing. I had trouble doing all the different things out there. And the grades were just really horrible. From uh, first grade to third grade, it was just horrible. And then fourth grade, and really then I I wasn't even so I wasn't even matured in the in the Lord. There was behavioral problems, and it was it was really bad. And it was until sixth grade. It was until then I was held back a year due to really poor poor grades, and. And then after, after that, I ended up uh, after after the second sixth grade. That's when the turning point finally came, and I finally got better grades. It, it was a it was a mystery at the time. And uh, my dad, basically, I mean, my dad, my mom, and dad that that time were basically doing a. Basically, what happened was, they they were going through several, several different psychologists. And these psychologists, what they did was they, they said that I was high high functioning. 
and mean basically a high functioning autism. And I was it was really it was really it was really bad at the time. And I was evaluated after year after school year after school year. And I was just evaluate, evaluated with all these folks with all these folks out there. And I wasn't able to sing well in music class or do just wasn't able to pay attention that well. So after that, um, I was being put into uh, I was being put into medications and and, and stuff from different medi- different meds. And I'm thankful that the Lord took me off the off these meds because I they, there were some one of these meds actually could these disability meds could actually uh, kill people or something. I don't know if that's tr- true though, but I've heard heard about it. Um, they just anyway these these medications were not were not right but fortunately i did not need those meds the only med that i that i ended up taking was a her, natural herbal med that actually kind of helped and and that was a that was later that was a from that was taken from third grade all the way to uh all the way to till my mid teens and later on later on into my my sixth grade and seventh grade year, I continue to progress. I start to have some friendship issues though, because uh, uh, it because I it was I was just having that new, basically that very new, very very new uh, thing, skills and trying to for my trying to have that social skill in my social life at a time. So after that, I basically. I basically just continued to, I did make a few friends back in elementary school and middle school, but the, it was all short lived. And after that, I basically, uh, I basically start, continue to grow and more friendship. It was very middle in that time was really, really bad. And, and, and making friends though, because everyone was uh, all individualized. It was a small town. So later on, I, I actually did end up going into a uh, acupuncture session, and this person was actually a Christian, and he prayed with me uh, several. So he prayed for for me to be delivered from autism. Uh, so several times of the, of having acupuncture uh, sessions and stuff, and he basically, basically, by the way, acupuncture is not. It is not sorcery at all. It, it is basically a type of proper therapy. And it's it's only good if it's handled right by the right people. And this person happens to be a, a born again Christian, so he basically treated my treated my uh, disability problem, and and uh, it, it things became better. In that time, by by the time of, of of my by the time of my teens, I went to a Methodist church. My tutor in, invited me, and then that time I didn't I I heard that people were bowing down and praying and. I did not understand what it, what this was all about, and it was it was interesting, and they were just uh, I did not I I did not want to be part of the, the the Lord that time because I was so into video games and and the. Are you, you're still there, David? Okay. We can hear you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that time I was uh, into video games and, and stuff, and I was so into. Uh, the samurai warriors, and I would then I did not want to be part of of God at all. So what happened was I, I just went went on and and wanted to do all these worldly things. But then 
I, I had youth group and did not know, understand what was going on. And people were just praying. Soon, later on, when I was going into, uh, when I was going into, finally moved to New York, New York State, I was, uh, uh, I was basically when, I basically, finally, I did not need to have a parapro anymore. And the people there did, that time I looked uh, so much better. They said, uh, did I look? I looked better. So I I didn't, they, I did not seem to have a disability at all. And fortunately, fortunately, I did not need any parapro, but I did have anxiety. And fortunately, I was able to conquer all those, all those uh, grades out there. And the Lord, basically, I did not know the Lord that time, but I, I was able to get through my uh, good grades. And fi- finally, finally that time, I went to a, you, a Chinese youth group. And, they, and one time, they started to talk about, they did a topic about sin. I was like, what, what on earth is sin? And I, I started to, uh, me and this one other uh, Chinese-American, uh, uh, basically this, this one Ch- Chinese-American uh, person, said uh what what is what 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 is this? and he basically explained it to me my my friend eric explained it to me and said that it's basically a wrongdoing around basically a wrongdoing about what you did wrong in your flesh about what what you did what you did in the world and you need a savior to be to be saved and they they draw a a cross basically they draw a cross uh like a sort of a diagram about a cross you know, like a bridge, and they said you walk over this, walk over hell, and the cross is what Jesus conquered. But that time, I the the uh, the Methodist Church and the Chinese Christian Church, these two churches were using uh, NIV Bibles at time at that at the time. So I was like, hmm, it was easy to understand. But I I at one point on the news, I heard that the NIV Bible was was a corrupt version, and I was like, hmm, that's that's interesting. So I just, uh, I just continued to, I just continued to just, just stick with the NIV at the time. But later then, later college came and I was uh, able to pass all the, the region's tests and all the, the stuff. And I went into college. It was a the year 2008. Well, actually it was uh, that time my dad was wanted, wanted, my dad wanted to put me in a, a uh, summer program was was the, this one psychic? I, a psychic is basically just basically like a, you know, like a sorcerer or whatever. At that time, and that time, I never didn't know that a psychic was demonic. So my dad sent me to a psychic that time, and I basically I basically learned all the daily life skills. And at one point, she said the the psychic said that it's okay to look at nudity. It's okay to look at this this stuff. And she, and she never believed in eternal life. And she said, I, I at one point I asked, what is de- death like? And and she said, death is like eternal sleep. And that time I didn't even know that it was, well, it was horrible. So, and, but the psychic was very controlling after that, after I came back that one, uh, one year from my senior year, I was I was finally happy that that I was home, but I decided to go. I decided to uh, continue into my senior year, and I continued successfully. Year two thousand eight came, and it was a very depressing year because of the recession. 
And after that, I decided to go in, I decided to go into a, I decided to go into a series of community colleges. And finally, I went to a, uh, a to a community college called Finger Lakes, Finger Lakes Community College. It was a very, very good, good community college. And I remember going to this Christian club and everyone started to talk about salvation. And I was like, hmm, salvation, that's interesting. And I, I was like, everyone says that I was saved. I was born again. I was saved. I was like, then I started to jo join the crowd saying that I was saved too, but I didn't know the gospel at the time, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. But then after that, what happened was, was in the next uh, area, what happened next was uh, I, I didn't even understand at the time. So as I continue through all my college years, um, at the very end of the FLCC era, I went. I, I decided to accept Jesus Christ at a Billy Graham concert, and this Billy Graham concert was so um, amazing. But at the same time, I decided to, to accept Jesus, and my brother Rodney came, and I. And that at the time, they didn't say the first. They didn't say anything about First Corinthians, First Corinthians, fifteen one through four, the death, burial, and resurrection, and the price paid on the cross. So I was like, hmm, what's going on? So I just decided to go back to my old life. And once I get to Duville College, which is a, a basically a, a Catholic school, I basically did all, all everything I want, went back to my old life. And I mean, I did well in school, but I went, I went, was, I was basically a loner at the time, but only just hung out with the, with a few, a couple friends. And I just, we went to watch movies. We went to, to party around how did, did Halloween Rocky Horror Picture Show. And I, I did not know that it was demonic. All those things, it was demonic. And I remember that, I remember that time uh, back in the year 2008. Now that, I'll, I'll, I'll go back to that in a second. So back in the year 2008, I actually started watching this uh, paranormal, paranormal show called uh called uh a haunting series and that's when i finally understood that psychics are demonic and i started to understand that demons does exist but i didn't knew, know about salvation now back to the to the duville uh era then that time i started to uh by the time i got to sophomore and actually the junior and senior year of senior year of of my of my school I started to watch uh, Jason A, which is an end times series. And they had all these conspiracy theories and all these different things, all these the different things out there. I was like, what, what's going on? Why are they talking about apocalyptic things? And just on the very end of, I remember at the very end of 2014 and into 2015, that's when I started to learn about the rapture. And that is what brought me directly to the Lord. I saw this video on YouTube talk about the, the rapture. I was like, whoa, that's, that is amazing. And, and at the same time, the, the, the people left behind, uh, the people left behind were just, were, were just frightened. There's this, this, I saw this documentary. I forgot where, where it came from. And it was, a now when I used to watch, uh, the antichrist, stuff on t tv back in the day on discovery channel or history channel or whatever i used to believe the antichrist was just like a darth vader type figure 
which is just fictional and whatever it is out there. But when I saw this Rapture video, I was like, whoa. I, I, I was like, whoa, 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 slow down. So I, I, I did not want to be uh, left behind. So I, was, I, I immediately, that, that video scared me so much. I wanted to call upon the name of the Lord. I said, Lord, please don't let me be left behind. And I knew, I, I instantly knew it, um, it, that I knew something was wrong. And, and that it says to repent from my sin in that time. So I just came to the Lord and I said, I said, Lord, please forgive me of all every sin. And I started to repent every night and I repent and I repent and I repent. And I thought that I could lose. And, and I came to a point where I thought I could lose my salvation. And there was this humongous uh, thing before between one save, always safe versus a uh, reformed, uh, reformed lordship salvation which means you have to repent to be saved so i was like hmm that's confusing but i continue to grow in the lord i continue to grow in him and that's when i uh that's when i decided to uh basically pass out gospel tracts and i and it was into 2015 i finally graduated college i got baptized but i did not know first corinthians 15 1 through 4 at the time and i decided to continue to uh, evangelized it. I was basically was was in a lordship salvation style type of salvation that time, and I and it was right until then that I was uh, I was confused. But I did start to have uh, prophetic dreams that time. Like I had one rapture dream before I had cancer, and I also had a rainbow dream. I said a rainbow dream where I was uh, on the highway where these Russian soldiers were chasing me. And I saw these people, I saw a big giant rainbow cloud and I turned around from the soldiers and worship music was coming down from it. After that, uh, after that time, during that time, I decided to uh, do evangelism, like I said, and, and I went forward with it. And after that, I, I, it was, uh, it was interesting because I, I then feel this big giant lump on my stomach. I was like, what the heck is that? And I felt, and it turns out that it was cancer. And I went through so many oncology doctors in the year 2017. And that time I went through four cycles of chemo. And after four cycles of chemo, I everyone started praying for me. And after that, I went into, I had like, I had my first two surgeries to remove the, remove the organ that I had. And, and the other part of the, the tumor the cancer that I had. And when they removed it, the cancer was dead. And and I instantly knew that the power Praise of healing, the power of healing and the power of, of prayer really does exist. And that time I remember I thought I also had a um I remember that I had a a, a, a flashback back to 2014 where I had a bed bug uh a bed bug infestation and bad books are very very hard to get rid of and at that time i remember praying so hard praying really really powerful that time i that time it was and and after two weeks the bad bugs were gone it was just literally gone even even with the the exterminators and just to back up a little bit when i when i first learned about the rapture and stuff that is also when i started to learn about uh 
Bob Barber's channel about end time dream and visions. And that's when I saw so many rapture dreams and it was so spectacular. And that was, that was what inspired me to, to follow, follow the, the channel even more. It was so, it was just amazing. And, and that was, that was when, when that was back in 2015 when I started to watch Bob Barber's channel. And that was when I was calling upon the name of the Lord to be saved. That time, I instant when I instantly uh, believed He seals me in, until the day of redemption. I was actually saved at the time because I was I called upon the name of the Lord and I am just instantly sealed. And I I knew and I later knew that. So, and later in that time, uh, later on in my cancer years, after I after I decide I had to go back and forth to get che- my body checked up and. I remember having to do uh, five more. I had two surgeries. I had to do do five more surgeries. Actually, yeah, five more surgeries to to remove my medical port, which I don't like implants because it reminds me of the mark, by the way. And I basically removed three other tumors the back in two, 2000, 2021 and also the last one in 2022. And that time... When I continued to grow in the Lord, I remembered that there were so many, that that time in the year 2020, that time I remembered there were so many conspiracy theories, so many uh, stuff and talk about the mark of the beast and the the, uh, so-called, the the stat, that thingy thing, that thing that people, yeah, the jibba, jibba, whatever, whatever it is. Uh, put into their body for their treatment or whatever it is. And there was just so many, there were so many things. And that time I tried to follow Bob Barber's channel very, very closely, but some of the videos just get, keep kept on de- getting deleted. There, there was a Mark of the Beast theory video that I wanted to watch. One, I remembered very clearly that it was saying, can the Mark, while the body of Christ be able to see the Mark, see the Mark of the Beast before, the rapture or whatever. And, and he said something about it, but it got deleted and there because of censorship. There was so much censorship because of the whole, whole uh, presidential thing. And by the time 2021 rolled around the election, we all know the election got stolen and I won't go into that, but I think so many stuff from the, from all those cults and QAnon and all the, all that junk out there. So I, I didn't, I used to support, put my trust in man, but not anymore because it's just so, I, I don't feel comfortable putting trust in man anymore because it's just so, so it's just waste of my, waste of our time. And so Stop I, trusting man. in man, right? Yeah, Stop exactly. trusting a man who has brother breath in his nostrils of what account is he? Exactly. Right? 22. And I decided, I decided to just trust in the Lord. And, but that time that's when the thing rolled out, started to roll out. And I remember before the surgery came out, I was actually pressured into into that thing by 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 the uh, by the household of mine. I, yes. It was like being pushed. There was no way that I could avoid it. There was no way that I uh, I did I didn't see any. It was just so so tough out there. So I didn't know. Uh, it was just so hard to avoid it. I tried to avoid it. I, I didn't. I, I. It still got into me and and stuff. And I remember I was so worried that 
but my household say you better you better not tell you better not do anything about it watch those uh, conspiracy videos anymore it's like you do, it's not healthy for you or whatever so i just i decided i was so afraid that i took the took the the uh, thing in revelation 13 in the the mark or whatever and i decided to i and and that was until that one night i pr- finally prayed down got down to my knees and prayed to the lord said did i lose did i lose my salvation am i did i did this whole thing become made me irredeemable and the next morning the words nothing can separate from my love entered my mind and it was and it was scriptural i knew it was scriptural and it, was, it and i knew it was from the lord because it was from this bible right here and it came from this bible I knew it came from this this King James Bible that I had. And that time I start and I did, that time I just continued to to move move everything forward. And I remember uh joining uh I remember joining Calvary Chapel for at least uh I started to I started to join Calvary Chapel for for all all along since 2015 started. And I remember going back to my church and and they said that that I was fine, and I, it was fine. And I knew there was confirmation that I was uh, really that I was that I was still fine because it was the mark. It was not the mark at all. And I know it's a, I I don't I did not like the thing. I'm not proud. I'm not proud of that that thing in my body. But I I just I did not like it at all. But basically, what what happened was the Lord basically most likely told me that it was not the mark saying nothing can be separated during this time. So that time, and I remember that I, I watched your uptime videos all the way through and I start, that's when Bob Barber started to say the big topic about rightly dividing the word of truth for second Timothy two two twenty five. If I, if I'm correct, uh, second Timothy two twenty five to show yourself approved. 215. Yeah, 215. Uh, yeah, 215. Thank you for correct, correct, correcting me. Second Timothy 215 to study study your thyself approved and by rightly dividing the word of truth. So, it was it was it, it is basically it is basically it basically became very very it became so made so well since and that's where where I start to start to apply First Corinthians two, First uh, Corinthians fifteen one through four, the death, burial, and resurrection, the gospel. Once I believed that, sealed right there into the day of redemption, and it's and and you cannot lose that free gift. You can't lose it, and I. That's when I finally start to see the why why one saved always saved became a very very big very very uh, big thing, and it became. It became very scriptural. Now it doesn't mean one save always save doesn't mean that you go on license go on license it's not a license to sin. All right. It's not nothing it's not a license to sin. This doesn't mean that you go on out there doing drugs, watching pornography or whatever it is out there. It's basically when you believe on that, it helps you to sin less. And that's what where basically it is. And and our thing about rightly dividing the word of truth I learned so much from from this channel was the different dispensation in the periods that time. And what it basically is, you have the age of grace 
You have the tribulation period, seven years tribu- tribulation period, the ending of seventieth week, and then the very the the uh, millennial ring. And you also have the the, the Old Testament too. It, it also was different dispensation, and That's every right. dis- yep. dispensation ends with a major event, and. The- Mm-hmm. And that's basically how I came to know the Lord much better. That, that's great. David, th- thank you so much for that awesome, awesome testimony. Um, you know, there's something here also that you, you, you brought up, and I have to bring up the scripture for it. Um, it is in Romans chapter 8, and I think it's very important because we do bring it up in eight verses, uh, let's see, 38 through 39. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Paul saying that uh, you know he is persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come, nor height nor depth nor any other creature, should be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Um, what is in your body is not going to separate you from from Christ. Yeah, basically what, the. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What they put in that in your body is not going to separate you from Christ. Uh, the what what could separate you from Christ? I mean, really, I mean, the only thing that could separate you is your unbelief in Christ mm-hmm. Jesus, right? Yep. And, and and the lost don't understand that, and the simplicity of of Jesus Christ and what He stands for, and the blood that was shed on the cross for our sins. We're all sinners, right? Yes, we're right. all sinners. Yeah. So, yeah. But the thing is, the that whole thing with the mark, it got way out of hand. And you were someone who actually experienced that firsthand. Mm-hmm. You were someone who who was very concerned by that being injected into you, that you could potentially lose your salvation. There was a lot of misinformation going on. There still is about mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and mm, thank thank the mm-hmm. lord david he got you out of that that mindset because it could have done major destruction to you mentally um you know obviously physically but you know also emotionally it, it's got to be draining so oh, yeah um thank god he got you out of that that mindset yeah. i do have to say though that fear is probably more dangerous than than the than that than the the treatment itself, because it can actually treat it can fear can actually can actually uh, destroy your your health too. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Another another thing is John ten twenty eight. Neither shall any man pluck pluck me or anyone out of the Father's hands. So that's another another thing. That's another scripture too. Amen. Yeah the uh, the jab, you know, it's uh, it's crazy, and it, that's why it's kind of important too who we glean from or who we give our ear to because they start filling your mind right with all this nonsensical, like trying to connect dots, but by forcing it, right? They're not really just reading scripture and um, not adhering to the dispensations of sealed right until the day of redemption. Mm -hmm. And the crazy thing is I started, you know, (laughs) this is about um, a year ago, maybe a year, right in the thick of COVID. I actually have hormonal therapy I have to take. And um, 
So I have to get weekly injections. And it, it was getting so crazy. I was starting to get paranoid taking it. Like, what if they change the label out on this vial? You know? <laughs> like, was, yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, you're right. Fear is so destructive. It's, man, you let, we just can't let that into our mind. And the Lord hasn't given us a spirit of fear, right? That's right. The power and the mm-hmm. love of a sound mind. So we definitely got to rebuke that, that wicked spirit of fear in Jesus' name. Because when you start allowing that, it just completely clogs your your cognitive ability to even reason and that's a good mm-hmm. reason in itself why the enemy uses fear to just control amen you know kevin and i had a really good battle with all those people claiming that the uh jibba jabba <laughs> was the mark of the beast i mean they're way off <laughs> mm-hmm. way off um yeah. i i would admit um i could put up there it definitely was a uh it was a it was a beta test you know, they, they're they beta testing the concept of how people would react and who would be the troublemakers, who would reject it, what would people do when you tried to force something on them to comply with the government. Mm-hmm. That's what it was for. And of course, we know, like Kevin and I talked about all the time, that mark of the beast gets declared from an image in the third temple with a false prophet. That's, that's right. When that, that's when it comes, and it comes halfway through yeah. the tribulation. Yep. Amen. Exactly. You can't have a mark of the beast without a beast. And certainly the mark of the beast is not going to have any um, ex- exemptions. <laughs> and it's not going to be put out by multiple companies with this and that and booster shots. Come on now. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. just, it's, it's really wow. kind of ridiculous. But it got more ridiculous as yeah. things happened, right? And then people had some mandates and then they started taking them back. Once the mark of the beast is there, they're not taking it back ever. So exactly. you know, just everything that came out, at, at, you know, that happened afterwards just showed more and more that it was not the mark of the beast. And then yet some people still clinged on to that and mm-hmm. like it's tried to instill fear into God fearing Jesus believing Christians. And that is yeah. a shame. That's probably the worst part of like almost anything that, is, that that's happened is that you've had people out there trying to steal away people's crowns and trying to shatter their faith. And uh, thank God, uh, David, that you're strong enough and that you know we're strong enough to overcome that and know because we have the Holy Spirit in us. Mm-hmm. He assures us that we're with him. Certainly people who, who take the mark of the beast, not one of those people are going to claim that Jesus Christ is king and is Lord and is God. Yep. Not one of them will. Okay, so I mean that that alone shows you this is not the mark of the beast. Uh, with twenty other things that you know, I just mentioned like seven or eight of them. Yeah, and Bob's mentioned a bunch of them. It's just obvious that it's that, that it's not. And I'm glad, David, that they didn't they didn't that you didn't let them, you know, seep that that information in so far that you couldn't reject it. Yeah, I was able. I was also able to to get get an insight into uh, Bob's book over here. Oh, there you go. <laughs> ah, yeah. right there. And it's and, <laughs> and I also remember getting it signed too. Oh, yeah, I remember doing that. Look at yeah. that. I remember, See, I, I, was, I remember signing your book. Too. I don't have it signed. I have oh, nothing. I, I, Bob. <laughs> well, you did. You didn't win in a contest, Kevin. <laughs> I wasn't eligible. Go ahead, I wasn't eligible. Greg said no. You know Go what, Bob? I'm sending you this book, and you're going to send it back, and I'm going to have it on sure. You know, David was the winner. I remember. You know what? I'm going to send this book to David, and David, you, you can sign it. 
<laughs> I remember uh, signing your book too, David, because when I, when I signed it, the fact is the name David. Okay, and I think it's about David and the Bible. I have a brother named David, you know, a little older than I am. So, yeah, I, I remember very specifically signing that book, <laughs> looking at it, you know. And I'm looking at it, and I remember when I was signed, I stood there, and I stood there for a minute looking at it. There's a, you know, something about this person was going to. Okay, then I, and I kept moving after that. But I do remember that because the name of David on that book. <laughs> So, huh, and here you are today. Exactly. Very cool. That is cool. How do you like that book, David? I mean, it's a pretty interesting read, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. It is very interesting read. It, it, it is. And it's, I recommend it to all, all the other folks, too. Maybe I'll, I'll uh, tell my church to, to get it, too. So, do you, yeah. Would you agree with me that Bob, Bob should do a sequel? Yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. <laughs> I love I it. Do it. I do it. Oh, by the way, everybody, we do have an audio book coming out. Oh, nice. that's cool. And uh, uh, Greg is going to be doing a reading of the audio book. Oh, look so, at this. Yeah. Why so did that will be out, I'm thinking, 2023 sometime. <laughs> so, well, let's wow. uh, now, now you've, you've put it out there. I think I have a deadline to meet. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's one way to get in your work. <laughs> pressure yeah well you know what maybe one of these episodes greg just start reading it and we could uh we could listen to it uh, i think in the sequel greg uh bob you're gonna need to put psalms psalms 2 in there so yeah. that uh greg can have his moment uh reading that because he, he does such a great job with narrating the uh, psalm oh. 2 well thank you and thank oh. you bob for uh choosing me to do that i really appreciate that it is an honor um blessing um i won't let oh. you down brother i'm i'm gonna be in prayer before I uh, before I start each chapter, we'll put it that way. Wow, you know, I'm glad you're doing it because you know what? When I edited that book and I edited and edited, and you know, I got tired of reading that book. <laughs> I read that thing over and over and over. I got tired of reading that book, man. So now it's like I'm gonna go through the whole thing and do an audio book now. Like, <laughs> no. No, <laughs> no, you got to give it to the silky smooth voice. Yeah, we got to yeah. get to the guy that sounds like Gabriel talking because he goes in his video. video. Yeah, he kind of goes Gabriel the angel is speaking. That would be his voice. And then, yeah, he, he takes it down. And not, he, he goes from here and then he goes, and then why did the heathen? <laughs> it's just that 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 lower that lower yeah. tone, a little bit softer, and it's kind of breathy. But then it's like <laughs> it just kind of brings you in. You're kind of anticipating like what the next word's going to be. You know, you're like, so you do a great job, Greg. You do. A Thank great you, brother. Job. I'll, I'll I'll make sure I use the awesome. right inflections and all of that <laughs> stuff. So uh, exactly. I'll let Actually, you prove it first. Like that all the yeah. time. I mean, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to um, talk like that. <laughs> So, uh, great, great testimony, David. I'm glad uh, you're here, something. you know, and I'm glad that uh, yeah. mm -hmm. you you really uh, I was listening to you really summed up a lot of things that people are concerned about. Yeah, and you really mm -hmm. simplified it. I love the fact yeah. that what you talked about you you were afraid of losing your salvation, but then as you started reading the Bible and got and started listening to the right sources, and especially when you started rightly dividing it, rightly yeah. dividing it really really helps out because now you're understanding who who is talking to who exactly. apostle paul was talking to us gentiles and jews we're going to be a new creation jesus when he did his earthly ministry was talking to the jews mm -hmm. okay so when you start separating everything 
okay, now everything starts to make sense because I was right there with you, and I think all of us were at some point where I was like, how is it that I could be saved and sealed and all this stuff, but yet my sins could somehow screw this up, and I got to repent, and I got to do this, but yet I'm still sealed. I mean, it was so confusing, but it wasn't until I started rally dividing, and Scotty Clark uh, introduced me to all that, so I think Mm -hmm. that. But when you, like I said, when you started doing that, though, it made it sure made a big difference, didn't it? Yep, it's very true. Yeah, yep. and just mm-hmm. being a Berean about it, you know, and searching out the matter, just the fact that you do that is just so awesome. Because rightly dividing and being a Berean, Acts seventeen eleven, you know, it really helps us to to settle things in our heart that only the Holy Spirit can lead and guide us and teach us through, you know, and. And I found that personally because after I was born again, I had the same same attacks. And spiritually, I think it's a demonic thing, really, that that the enemy's trying to lead you into that idea that you can somehow lose it. And um, mm-hmm. man, I tell you, there was a few preachers that I just had to over time. I just had to axe them out because it just was unhealthy spiritually for me. And um, but the Lord put me on that journey, you know, to start studying out the matter. And then once I started looking at all these principles that are just propagate through the whole Bible from cover to cover, from the seals to the second Adam having life in him and, and how, you know, the first Adam, we all died because he fell. Right. But we, are you saying that Jesus is going to sit? And you see what I'm saying? It's so, it's so crazy and so contradictory to the entire concept of our dispensation of grace that, once I started learning those things and I was like, there's no way, there's no way you can lose it. And man, it's entering into that peace, right? Yep. That's, that's the peace that surpasses all understanding. Cause once we come to that conclusion, it's like, wow, God, you really did make this an airtight thing. Cause if you didn't, you knew we'd all, we'd all mess it up. So, I mean, it's so awesome because when you do that, ah, oh, that peace, peace. You know, what's amazing about that is that, You'd think that, like, some people will say, oh, well, if you think that you're saved and you're you're always saved, then you're just going to go off and do whatever you want. Like, like tomorrow is, is nothing, you know, like yeah. uh, today. But in fact, once you understand it, it actually leads you in the opposite direction of that. And that exactly. you then start really understanding that, okay, I'm solid on that. I'm good to go. What more is there? You know, what else is there for me? And then that's when you start reading more about, you know, how to live. You start getting more into the epistles and you're mm-hmm. like, the salvation message is awesome. Always to go back to, of course. And you're just like, always relying on that, especially if you hear some, like one of those preachers you're talking about that will try to mess you up. And then you'll be like, wait a minute. You go back to the foundation and go, yes. Okay. I'm solid. And then you go back to your sanctification process, right? Or the process of growing, like you said, mm-hmm. You, you're you're now you're sealed. You know you're sealed, and now you're working on yourself, right? Now you're now you're trying to become more like Jesus, and I think you're right, Michael. And that is when you look at the whole gamut of the Word and you understand God's character at that point, you know that He is not going to take away salvation from you when you believe. I mean, it's just not His character. It's yeah. impossible for Him to do so, oh, and, yeah. and yet there is more about living the life and being closer to Christ and becoming more like him. That is so more, so rewarding. Mm -hmm. And I think you can only really do that once you're, 
once you're set, once you understand that you're sealed, because otherwise then you're fighting for your salvation all the time. Right, Bob? I mean, that's what people are doing. They're like, if I could just do this, or if I do that better, then I'll have a better chance of being saved. And it's like, that's a binary (laughs) thing, man. Salvation is binary. It is not a gray area type thing like like doing works and getting rewards is. I mean, that is there are levels of rewards and levels of things like that. But salvation, either you're saved or you're not. Mm -hmm. Well, best way I could explain to people like this. Imagine that you're in a country, let's say you're you're in uh let's say you're in Iran, okay, you want to come to America, all right, or any country in general, okay. You want to get citizenship in that country, okay? Just like we want to be citizens in heaven. Now, how do you become a citizen in heaven? Jesus pays the price. Jesus pays the fine. His blood makes you a citizen in heaven. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you get to heaven, your works Okay, now your works come into play on how well you're going to live in heaven. Now your salvation, the fact that you can stay in heaven, it's your works. Imagine now being here on the earth, and you get citizenship, say, here in America. And they're going to say to you, okay, you are here in America. You're safe in America. We're never going to deport you. Okay, but we are going to reward you here. You're going to have certain access to things here Mm -hmm. based on your works and how you did things in the other country you're living in. Mm -hmm. For us, it's us living on the earth. Now, you're coming to here to this country. They're like, we'll see how you conducted yourself in your old country, what right. you did for everybody, all the things. And then based on that information, we will calculate how well, what you can do, what you have access to. Can you own a home? Can you get a good job? Here's all the access you're going to have based on how well you had, you ran your citizenship in that other country. So basically for us here is the same way. Jesus gives us citizenship in heaven. But mm-hmm. based on our works here on the earth, it's going to dictate what we have access to, what we can do in heaven. Okay. Right. And it's like your works don't dictate whether or not you make it there. The fact that you're at the BMC, you should be happy. Yeah. Even if you don't get a single reward, just be happy you're at that. You're at the judgment seat of Christ. Yeah. But you'll want rewards for sure. Because oh, I mean, by the, all means. the thing mm-hmm. is, Bob, is that you, I like the analogy that you put, put it that way. And the and I think the question that everybody has to ask themselves is, you know, do you want to do you want to hear well done, good and faithful servant? Right. Do you yep. do you want to hear that you've done, a, a, you know, amazing things and that you're a vessel of honor? I mean, that's that's the aspiration. Right. Amen. I mean, the first step is being saved. And then that's the aspiration. And I think, David, you really alluded to that a lot. And I, and I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, it's so awesome, too, David, because I also noticed how you said that this is another huge thing when someone brings up OSAS. They always jump to one extreme and say, oh, well, then you just going to go out and have a sin party all day and night long, you know. God forbid. And, yeah, you know, it's so it's so crazy because it's like, where where is your mind going here with this? Because right. Just because we're saying that we know we're safe forever does not mean that we have no desire to go out and woefully sin and just step on those landmines. But, uh, but we see that scripture, right, it's. 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17, and all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Amen. Now, we know our righteousness comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. And like John five thirty nine talks about all scriptures really talking about him. Right. Yeah. And um, so when I see that, I see that the Lord saying, hey, this is all to teach you about me, how to to walk in a in a, in a in a healthy way with me, you know that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Because, 
if someone does come to the faith and they're truly born again and they sin, you know, it doesn't feel good anymore. You don't want to continue that lifestyle. God, you, you know, you grieve his Holy Spirit. It doesn't mean he's going to leave because you're sealed forever until the day of redemption. You know, that's mm-hmm. the promise, the guarantee of our inheritance. And to know that is it's so powerful. But at the same time, to know that a believer, if they want to, to live happy, right, we do want to do the right thing. Otherwise, we're going to be miserable because we're going to be walking and grieving the spirit all the time. And no Isn't one that the beautiful that. thing about it, too, is that the re- it's, it's not only just rewards in heaven. It's a more rewarding life here. I mean, mm, let's be amen. honest. That it is because what you're doing, like what Galatians 2.20 says, is that, you know, you're you're crucified with Christ. And he lives through you now. I mean, and, th- and that is exactly what you want to, what you ultimately want to get to is that point where you're, you're, you know, uh, outpouring him onto others. And all that does is it blesses you. I mean, it is, it is absolutely 100% rewarding to live like that. And, um, and you realize, I think the more that you do that, I think you realize it the older you get because you look back and go, wow, I was miserable when I was doing those other things. I mean, you can really recognize that. It's kind of when you step outside of it, right? And you're not in it. You're like, wow, I can look back and go, I thought I was happy, but I was not, right? I mean, I was not fulfilled. And uh, I think that's the amazing part of of walking in the spirit every day. And that's the process that you go through during your life. And and it's an amazing journey, isn't it? Yeah, that's awesome. It's a journey. I mean, it's a, it's, we're running this race to the finish and here being in the, in the last times and seeing all these things that Jesus said was going to happen during the beginning of sorrows and that we're in this and we can see the tribulation lining up all the technology and all these things that are going to be necessary in order to run Mm -hmm. this stuff, the ramp up of, of so-called aliens. And I mean, you name it. I mean, we, I can go through the list for of, of 2022 things. Why the rapture should happen in 2022. <laughs> the, I mean, the Nephilim. <laughs> Don't you think so, David? Yep. Like the, there's so many theories about the Nephilim, the cryptid. I also heard about creatures like cryptids. Uh, basically you have all these, uh, like Bigfoot, werewolves or, or whatever it is or zombies vampires rakes or whatever monster or demonic thing being right. that are seeing all there they're they're already the, the technology is already there for human hybrids but the thing is what i found about the so-called dna salvation is it's actually a new age thing mm. the the D it's oh we're safe we're redeemed because we didn't get our dna altered well that that's a new age thing and oh, what a Scientology yeah. type thing, but but the thing is, at the same time, it is sort sort of it is it doesn't it's a Scientology it's a new age Scientology thing because it doesn't apply during the age of grace. That stuff yeah. applies during the, the tribulation period. Mm, and yeah. stuff. you know what's interesting is the transhumanism movement as well, of course, right? Yeah, you've got people out there who basically we talked about this a little bit last week about people who claim that they want to live forever in these bodies. And these corrupted bodies, but they want to enhance them and augment them in order to be able to live forever. And, uh, you know, you've got people like like major tech leaders, Elon Musk and so forth, saying, yes, them transhumanism is on the way, you know. 
And I'm telling you, that is not the way to go. That you exactly. do not want to be a hybrid. That no. that, 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 not, that does not sound good. Yeah, it doesn't sound good. It sounds terrible because <laughs> if you look back through history, you see exactly what punishment came upon those that were hybrid that are hybrids, and what that punishment is. They're still going on, and what they're going to continue to go on forever and ever. No, you do not want to go there. And the fact is, is that Noah and his family were saved because they were pure in their generations. In other words, they were not hybrids. They were not Nephilim. They had no tainted blood in them. They had pure DNA. They were able to continue the lineage of Christ himself all the way from Adam to Christ. Without that, you have tainted DNA and you have no Christ. That's why Satan was trying so hard to do that. Satan, every time he tried to do something in order to stop that line, didn't he? And God was in front of him, and God figured out a plan uh, long before Satan uh, attempted those things, believe me. So, uh, you know, believe God. That is the simple fact. And it's a beautiful story. But I got to tell you, David, the fact that we're living in these times and seeing these things line up, and Bob and I, and you've been watching us, Bob and I have continued to say that the lines are getting even more blurred every single day between this age of grace and this tribulation period, this Daniel 70th week, this time of Jacob's trouble. These lines are getting blurred more and more every day because we can see this day approaching. Yep, that's right. Yeah. And uh, another th- gov- another governmental th- uh, corruption or are back in the in my elementary school, I was actually mislabeled. They thought that I had high functioning, high functioning autism, but it turns out it was a mild form. Not mm-hmm. not labels later uh, tested out. It was a more mild form, which I was he- being healed from. I just only have remnants of it left. But however, back in the day, they mislabeled me. Amazing. And the, mm. and the thing is that you can see how corrupted these uh, school, how schools have become. And now, not mm-hmm. only just are they mislabeling kids out there, they're also bringing in indoctrinating kids and bringing in sin, such as mm-hmm. the LGBT thing and all the all the different things out there. And it's just not good for for the kids. So that's why so many so many people, so many households out out in the churches are trying to pull them out of out of the these. Uh, corrupted public schools and into private schools or private schools, Christian schools, or homeschooling. Yeah, homeschooling you know, David, you are a uh, you are a living example of being an overcomer. And they have tried to push you down so many times, and you have overcome that at every step of the way. And uh, and that is a living testimony to what Christ can do in a person. Exactly. Amen. Amen. And. Um, the DNA thing, I just have to touch back on that, David. Uh, one thing that also begs the, the question, right? Because First Corinthians fifteen fifty two says that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, exactly. right? So we're getting new bodies, right? We, so this whole morphing of DNA, like yep. right now with that, I went, yeah, there's nothing even to worry about because we're not even going to have these bodies no more. You know? That's like a shortcut, right? And they're trying to take a shortcut. They're trying to take a shortcut to eternal life. And it's like, let me tell you what the real shortcut is. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, that that will do it. That will get you incorruptible forever. And, um, you know, but these people, 
they reject that. And God is going to send them strong delusion because they believe that lie. They don't, exactly. they don't believe the truth of Jesus. Amen. Sad. That's right. But, it's, but, yeah. but you know what, though? Not sad for those who believe because That's there great. is glory awaiting us. And Amen. I'm telling you, uh, Jesus paid, paid the ultimate price for us. And when you understand that and you believe in that, there is just nothing better in the world than understanding and knowing that. You get the Holy Spirit, and I'm telling right. you that the Holy Spirit just opens up your eyes, your senses, your everything to, to be able to withstand the wiles of the devil and to basically be able to discern things so that you're not being deceived. How many people these days are we seeing out there who are deceived and who are actually deceiving other people without exactly. even understanding and knowing that they're doing it. That's some of them, some of them, some of these people, they're such as the whole DNA thing. They're mixing it up with with Pentecostalism, along with New Age movement and Scientology, and all. They're just based based all on on this, and they're they're so so called. I mean, I do believe there's gifts of the Holy Spirit. However, it just all depends on on the on God's will out there. The Amen. there there are I do believe there are there are some sort of speaking in tongues, but it remains a mystery. Some people claim to they they start to chant all these things to do do all these uh basically do all all these so called uh so so called uh healings out there. Mm-hmm. And they they just do them they put they put their hands on they put their, their hands on there and Basically, what they do is they, they chant saying that you're healed or whatever, and I I'm not I don't waste time in, in, into that type of stuff. So, yeah, we've seen a few of those videos, didn't we, Greg, with um with, with some people, and what we kind of came up with was that they that at, at a certain point, um the the human nature, the sin nature takes over, right, and then they become they become they give into it, and then it becomes kind of a show. And uh, and then it becomes like uh, the focus becomes on them rather than on Jesus. And that is that's where, you know, that the, the heart is not right there. Right. And you, you put look your at hand that on your head go, like that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I mean, we saw that video. It was like, come on now. Um, but yeah. but look, at, you, you certainly also can't go the exact opposite way and say no healing ever happens. No one's ever spoken in a tongue. Yeah. No one's done this and that because that's when you get into the other side, which is just I think, uh, you know, everything's got to be taken with a balance. And we and you also yeah. have to look at their 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 fruits and, and what they're what they're bearing. Right. I mean, that's just balance. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, just balance is very, very important. Uh, and it talks about in Proverbs and unjust balance is an abomination to the Lord. There's something mm-hmm. to that, obviously, mm-hmm. because I think one will go one way. And one will go the other way to the other extreme, right? So, uh, David, you you have certainly, the Lord has opened your eyes to this, opened your heart to understanding Scripture. Uh, I love the way that you mentioned uh, NIV before as well, because there were things that I didn't see uh, when I started with that. I'm not saying that you can't start as a, as a young believer with another um, translation. Exactly. But as you grow in the Lord, you start to realize there's things missing from this Bible mm-hmm. that shouldn't be. Yeah. Uh, there's text, there's verses missing, um, changed around words that are changed, just tweaked just slightly 
to make it turn into a whole new meaning, right? Um, so, yeah, you you mm-hmm. God has opened your eyes to this, and I, I you know I'm so amazed by that. That is um, it's great. That's one of the reasons why I wanted you on. Um, so I don't know how much more time you have, but uh, you know we just sometimes we end up talking a little bit more about uh, current events and uh, what's going on. Um, but thank you for sharing your testimony. David. Oh, you're very welcome. Yeah, David, yeah, it was great to have you. Yeah, that's what we're here for. We're here for, and yes, we got we got all these events going on around us, but we're kind of in our own world here because we're not <laughs> yeah. of this world. We're, right. we're we're like getting ready to board the, the getting ready to board the plane, getting ready to leave. That's talking right. about everything that's going on out there. We're getting ready to leave here, you know. So that's definitely, uh, and especially dreams and visions, seeing a lot of those happening right now. People in airports. I don't know if you've had anything like that, David. You said you you had some dreams, and I had a dream back in 2017, where right before I had cancer, I remember being in an airplane. So I was like a just a regular jumble jet, and I, I saw something out the window of the plane like something happening and I was like lord please don't leave me behind and I was like taken out sideways out of the plane like imagine a, a Boeing 747 or 777 taken sideways out of the plane and I shot up into the sky and I, I and then I remember seeing this white sort of uh, blurry cloud and there was a big giant like sort of like a chandelier type thing and I was trying to look for my look for my brothers and, and sisters in the lord so yeah Amen. Yeah, the Holy Spirit's in you. You're sealed with that Holy Spirit. That that's the process of salvation. God seals your spirit, and then He deals with your flesh at the last trump. Yep. Okay, that's the promise for everybody in this covenant of grace. Okay, mm-hmm. if you receive the Holy Spirit and you're sealed, God's just not going to leave you hanging and take everybody else. He's going to honor what He started in you. Yeah, you might be that. Uh, you might be the prodigal son. End up leaving doing all bad things you have good days and bad days we've all had good days and bad days i have good days and bad days okay but it's day by day you know what god god sees our entire timeline david yeah the time you take your first breath to the, the time you, to the first time you cried the time you take you take your last breath he sees your entire timeline all at once and what happens when when you receive jesus and you're born again of the spirit that timeline gets clean wiped out the Bible says that Jesus went, Jesus died, went in, gave his life for all of our sins. All of our sins got wiped out at the cross, past, present, and future, all of them. Okay, so you see, it's a perfect you, right? He sees him himself in you because he is in you. You are his child because you received the spiritual DNA, and eventually at the rapture, resurrection, we're going to receive new spiritual bodies. Amen. Like Jesus' spiritual body, still a body. But it's going to be changed the way it's supposed to be, and it's going to be a spiritual body. And it'll be a spiritual body where traveling, we could travel, forget the speed of light, man. That's snail speed for us. We could think, <laughs> think about where we wanted to go, and we'll be there. We've traveled well, at the speed of thought. It's well, interdimensional it's travel, and that's going to be incredible. I can't wait. The new Bobism, snail speed is the speed of light. I love it. Yeah. That's They're beautiful. trying to reach that speed. They're trying to do all that stuff. The scientists, oh, well, we almost yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah. Elon Musk, we almost, got, <laughs> we almost got it. And I'm like, man, that's snail speed for us. I mean, <laughs> really, seriously. Well, why not believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be able to go, 
and go snail speed. I mean, that's and then, and then take it to the next level. Why, why, why work so hard to become a robot here so that you can devise a plan in order to move snail speed? I just don't. I, it seems so frivolous and so just like, but that's the folly, right? I mean, that's what it talks about in Psalm two. I mean, going to circle back all the way to there, it talks about the folly of man. It's like, well, you know, it's just, it's amazing, like what humans could aspire to. Uh, and just take things a, a direction that is is I mean that leads you straight to Babel or Babylon in that in in that respect, right? I mean it really is um, an amazing thing. But you also have when you put Jesus in there and you mix the Holy Spirit in there, now all of a sudden you got a different path, right? You've got a different goal in mind. You're not you're not dwelling on those things of the of the world anymore. You're dwell you're dwelling on things in heavenly places. You're thinking about the, the things that God would think about, and then you manifest those things here on earth. And I think that that's that's where you need to be in your in your walk. And um, if you're there right now, anybody listening, and you're there, you are in a good spot because if you're all if you're constantly saying, "What more can I do to be like Jesus?" That's that's the Holy Spirit inside you. Because I'm telling you, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, nobody thinks that. OK, mm. you don't think that if you don't have the Holy Spirit, that that is 100 percent true. Mm. I'm telling you that 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 is the best place to be in your life because you feel so good about things. I think that, David, you, you really um, have gone the the extra mile in those things. I mean, just the NIV thing, Greg, I was thinking the same thing when he was talking about that. I'm like, that takes somebody who really wants to understand, you know, mm. That takes somebody who wants to dig in there and get down to the marrow to figure out things. And God rewards that big time for looking out for those mysteries Amen. and understanding those things. Yeah. That's What's that verse? It's a, it's a, it's a, I can't think of the verse right now. The it's King the, uh, and Kings King. and Mysteries and stuff. Yeah. It's a church, it's a, oh, yeah. Greg, 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 Greg can get that thing up there. It's the, uh, what's that verse? That's a great verse. Oh, it's a matter of, isn't it like it? it's, yeah, it's a, a, matter, a matter of God yeah. to conceal a matter, but the honor of kings to search it out? Because like you are a king, because you're heavenly royalty. You mm. become heavenly royalty when you receive the Holy Spirit. You're heavenly royalty. You're royalty in the heavens. Oh, what yeah. an incredible thought to think about that. Yeah. And uh, awesome. right now, if I can uh, switch gears for us, how close are we to this heavenly royalty right now? I'd like to call out the elephant in the room right now. What's going on with the uh, the almost almost the beginning of World War III that we're mm-hmm. here right now, and uh, I just want to mention everybody that um, the NATO is doing snap drills outside of the borders of Russia right now. Snap drill, you know what a snap drill is? You're like we're just doing a drill, so the plane's right there by the. Carrying a nuclear payload by the nothing border. to see here. Move along, yeah. but then all of a sudden it goes shoots shoots over the border, drops right. it, comes back real quick. Yeah, that's a snap drill, and they're doing snap drills now. So it's like they're poking the bear. Know, yeah, I mean they're really poking that bear. When the Bible says them, the bear will go and devour much flesh. Yeah, you know that can only mean one thing: they, they they're going to pull the trigger, and when mm-hmm. things blow up, we go up. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. Amen. That's, it's just yeah. amazing Amen. how much they're still escalating this thing, and that they, they and they they talk out of both sides of their mouth, don't they? 
And the simple fact is, is that they they want this to happen. You can tell. I mean, they, they, they're doing everything in their power to keep this thing rolling, to keep this war train rolling. It is sickening. It is sad. And yet that's exactly what the Bible said is going to happen, that, that there's going to be no love lost between people, ethnic groups, and so forth. At the end, they are going to be people against people. And that is exactly what we're seeing right now. They are pointing fingers. They are escalating, and they're going to do everything that it, what it takes in order to get into a major war. Right. Yep. And look what's going on in Israel right now. They're doing that water libation ceremony now by the Pool of Siloam now. They did that, and that they haven't done that in 2,000 years. Mm-hmm. That They're doing that to get prepared, uh, preparing themselves for the uh, – for the the high priests are, are doing that for uh, preparation for their offices in the temple in the third temple, okay? They did, they haven't done this ceremony two thousand years, wow. okay? Not to mention the fact that we have those red heifers there, all right? Yeah. Not to, not to mention the fact that the whole world is slowly turning their backs on Israel. It's not much time, okay? And it makes you really makes you think about this upcoming election we have coming, you know. I think it could be either really good or really bad. Hmm. There's a there's a blood moon right over that, mm-hmm. right, o- right, right that over same East day. Coast, right on the day. Come what? on, what? So yeah, what? And it could be it's a red it's a red blood moon. So can it mean a red wave? Because not right. a blood moon, a red moon, or a red moon. There's a blood moon for the fact that hey, it's an omen for Israel. Hey, what happens here today is going to be the complete and utter shut off from the protection of the U.S. for Israel. Wow. Israel can be completely left by themselves, all right, because we're going to see basically um, it's either like I said, we're going to have a red wave or they're going to do what they did in 2020. Hey, hey, we won by a landslide. It doesn't matter. We put our guy in. Forget you. You're yeah, we, remember they said, we Bob, guys in. Remember they you said, know? Bob, they said, we, we, we don't need, we don't, we have the votes, right? I mean, yeah, that's we what they the were saying. Uh-oh, hold on. I got to block the bot. Hold on. Bot time. Oh, oh boy. There we go. Oh, I wait. think I got him. Oh, I got yes. him. Oh, gosh. I got him. So fast. Oh, somebody got it. Hold on. Got him. Did you get it, Bob? Yeah, got I him. Saw it. That was pretty, uh, wow. I got him. It okay, was a job. bot or something. All right. Yeah, well, this, anyway, this... The, my, my point is that, you, so you think that they may, David, we're not going to go as far as what you said, but they may yeah. go ahead and fortify this this election as well. Is that is mm-hmm. that a possibility you're thinking? Because I mean, if they have the votes, then they don't really care, right? Because I mean, yeah, exactly. that's, that's how they campaigned back in 2020. There was I, no I, campaign there when you're in a basement for that long and you're a presidential candidate. How could you expect to win unless you have exactly? I have to say that I, I, how I see it, I, I think, I personally think this is going to be a, uh, a another stolen election, very rigged election. Who knows? So, <laughs> yeah, that we'll makes see. a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. be surprised one bit about yeah. that. You the know, fact that might... there's, a, there's a blood moon over that. Well, yeah, I hope there. everyone enjoyed watching this video live. Yeah, because, because that, you know, that is not be going to be going up on YouTube without a without a serious edit. Uh, yeah. Bob, Greg, FYI. Yeah. Uh, yes, I know. There's yeah. a few edits that need to be done if you guys are going to put this video up. Yeah, but um, 
Was because it that, that part about saying that is against the terms and, con of, and conditions of YouTube. Absolutely. I got hit with a so, warning recently on fortify, that. Fortify, fortify is okay, actually. Fortify is great. <laughs> but, uh, but when you say that other thing, uh, yeah. yeah. So, Bob, if you don't want to edit it or, Greg, you don't want to edit it, then those who watched it live, then you got a special <laughs> broadcast. Yeah. 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 Or you just go head over to Rumble. Uh, Rumble. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. You're left out there. Or you can, if there no one go. else wants to, you Ooh. can always send it to me. I'll, I'll take care of it for you. I'll oh, that's a good. One. Thank you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Greg, Greg and Bob are like, you're getting it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, send it over. you know, it's interesting though. Since since we're talking about celestial signs, there's a uh, we got the uh, the um, the solar eclipse coming on October 25th. Yeah, it's, and it's going to be over Israel, and it's going to be get this: the solar eclipse is going to be 144 minutes. Oh, oh that's awesome! Wow. Hey, Bob, you know the October 5th is exactly one week from today, so it's going to be on a Tuesday. Yeah, that's um, so go ahead, explain that. Minutes. Explain that symbolism, Bob, for those. I think it has some the fact that it's not a it's not a full solar eclipse, by the way. It's a partial eclipse. I don't usually look at partial eclipses or annular eclipses because they're not full eclipses. Okay, yeah. but when they're total clips, I look at them. But this one, this one got my attention because it was 144 minutes. 144. And I was like, I'm thinking 144,000. Yeah, okay, sure. what does this mean? Can this be representation when the 144,000 are sealed? Or is this a sign that they are going to be sealed? Because the fact is, and I was on my walk today, and this revelation came to me, whether it's just me thinking or it did come from the Spirit of the Lord, it's a partial solar eclipse not yeah. a full solar eclipse partial solar eclipse right. 144,000 is not all of israel it's partial <laughs> israel that's interesting yeah. i know. see i see another rapture resurrection report coming our way yeah <laughs> i think about that but then then that you got you got 14 days after that 7 7 which we right. land on november 8th the you know i just i just realized i mean i'm uh, it's so crazy but i realized you know election night is uptime election night is uptime oh, if we're wow. still here wow. interesting i, I mean we were because last time we were doing uptimes we were doing it on sunday but i mean uptime on on a tuesday night on election night on a blood moon i mean come <laughs> on now, wait a minute what's going on there Greg? are you serious <laughs> and what's i'm serious is, yeah and what's interesting is that according to uh brother jason's research if uh feast of trumpets begins on the 26th okay which is interesting because that 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 solar partial eclipse comes right before his alignment for the feast of trumpets right if his, if his uh information is correct let's say it is then that blood moon will happen after right after the day of atonement when god makes a decision like i talked about to whether start the tribulation or not and what's Between happening the day on, of on and the day right yeah is right in between the, the finishing of the 10 days of all and tabernacles. So God would have to make a decision, and then we go into the four-day period where that's where the election takes place. So mm -hmm. basically, can it be where God makes a decision, and then we see the manifestation of that decision at that blood moon? That's why it's there. And then we tabernacle with the Lord, starting on tabernacle seven days, seven years. Rapture resurrection takes place not too far after that. You know, wow. so who knows? Do you okay, think that I there might yeah. be 
Bob, do you think that we may have a really good chance of being out of here before the election? And that might be in a, in a raptober. Absolutely. I think wow. it's a great chance. But do I know? No. <laughs> I just speculate. You know, that's what you have to put underneath this thing. The end time analyst. Uh, like, I'm an analyst. I look, you know, I analyze things. I, I speculate on things, but I am not a prophet. <laughs> nope, yeah, not a yeah. prophet. Here we, here we are with Bob. <laughs> you used to have those bumpers, Greg. Maybe we had to bring those back. <laughs> yeah, you remember those. Yeah, those were fun. Those were fun. Those were fun. Yeah. But I think that uh, it definitely being prayer about what's coming, though. And, yeah, you know, I can't, I can't get excited about it. I can't get angry about it. I just don't know. I mean, this thing is really... There's so much deception out there, and they're saying, "Oh, it's going to be a red wave. It's going to be a red wave." Yeah, when did we hear that before, David? <laughs> right. Yeah. I never we heard, heard that back in 2020, didn't we? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And think That's about true. it, though. Could it if if it's a fortified election, right? <laughs> if it's yeah. fortified and there's no red wave, could this be what finally is the straw that broke the camel's back with this all this propaganda of the civil war and the division within our country? I mean, I could see absolute riots taking place over something like that at, at this point in the game. You know, it was one thing back in, you know, 2020, but now, you know, whew, I don't know, guys. There's a lot of people who are really upset with the current way the administration's handling things so it's true. they see their their hope that's in this country and in this world just suddenly get snatched away i could see some pretty crazy precarious times ahead well that's the other thing yeah. too is like the p- latest polls are are you know are really showing that um that there is going to be a red wave and those polls are always undersample the 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 conservative voters and they always oversample the urban you know, mm. elites uh, and so forth. So if, if a poll's telling you that it's like 4% in favor of conservatives, it's actually then probably closer to 10. And Michael, to that point, if it actually is a 10 point difference and the election is fortified and the results go the other way, I, I got to believe that people are just going to, they're going to go, some people are just going to go out of their minds because yeah. they're going to be like, this is, could not, possibly happen at this point exactly. when you consider all of the factors and historical data and where this country is and what has happened over the last two years and then the party in power is going to remain in power that is just simply unheard of it is is basically it's never been done before so the impossible would need to happen and i don't and i don't think people are going to believe that a miracle occurred i think they're going to believe that <laughs> Hanky panky occurred. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I totally. That see, that's the way I was thinking. I was like, wow, if it does happen that way, whoa, we're gonna see something crazy. I think, I think be so unleashed, too. you know. And um, we'll definitely know that it was by design if the media starts backing it and they're like, oh, hey, yeah. this isn't right, you know. And uh, so we see that getting pumped through Newsmax and Sky News and Fox. Then you definitely know because they rolled over. The, during the oh, first fortification, man. so that's all, true. I mean, Bob mm-hmm. and I watched the watched it that night. Watched things roll over, and it was just like it was unbelievable. That that experience of 2020, it was oh, really unbelievable. And I'm telling you, if we do that again, 
<laughs> at this point, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. And if it's, and we also need to watch, if we're still here, that is, and we, if we watch the mainstream media and they immediately jump on that bandwagon and say, anybody who says anything about this election is immediately just doxxed and, and deplatformed and banned and blocked and shunned like you have leprosy, then we know <laughs> the fix is in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look what they did with uh, PayPal. All right, they're all ready. They're getting ready. They're getting ready for something. Yeah, and if, if, they, if PayPal put their head on the chopping block like that, there that that was a major move they made. They what happened mm. the next day? Their their uh, their their market cap dropped by like what six billion dollars like or something percent. like that. It was an insane <laughs> amount, and it's it was such stupidity. I mean. <laughs> I had to think there was a reason behind it, it was a that you don't just come up with as a panel. The board members don't just put something yeah. like that out there unless there's a reason for it. Right. Um, so, you know, when you realize what happened after that, Kanye West comes out. Right. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and he has issues. Right. You have Kanye having issues with J.P. Morgan. He they he pulls out of there. They they don't want him anymore. Um, and then all of a sudden he's wearing crypto shirts and stuff like that. So it, it's very interesting to note, uh, you know, the symbolism, the connections here, where they're trying to move people over to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, At least push, I see that. The push against, right, Bob? That's kind of what we saw. We saw a immediate push against the restrainer pushing against, uh, you know, the, the, the evil and saying, no, we are not going to stand for this. You can't tell us that and tell us that you're going to decide where our money goes if you think that we're saying something you don't like. I mean, what is that? That is like yeah. the ultimate tyranny. Yeah. I mean, that a company could yeah. put on somebody and say, your money is not safe with us. Please be a customer. <laughs> That's like the opposite thing that you would do. It's such a clever workaround for the First Amendment, right? And it's right. like, wow, that is well, so sneaky. You agreed to it, Michael. You yeah, yeah. It. yeah. You, 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 you signed the five thousand page of scrolling <laughs> document. I, and I agree. It. You know, like ten thousand. Well, you know down. what we said to them, Michael? <laughs> we don't agree. We don't agree to that. No, that is not good. And then it hit them immediately, like Bob said, in their pocketbook. And then they claimed that it was an error. And I think I even typed, I might have sent you guys an email. I'm like, an error in judgment is what it was. Let's be honest. I mean, it, it wasn't an error that all of a sudden those words just appeared on a page and then it was released. No, mm-hmm. the error came well before that when the people were talking about it and determining whether or not to do it. Yeah, Let's mm-hmm. be honest. That's when the error happened. The error happened like what Greg said, in a boardroom when they thought it was a good idea. Guess yeah, what? It was yeah. not a good idea. You know what they didn't count on? They didn't count on the uh, hand restraint. No. They didn't count on that force shield being there. Hmm. You know, you've seen those movies, and if someone goes up and punches a force shield, right where yeah. they're fifth at, it just lights up. Like, yeah. You know, that's what the hand restraint is. And we just saw it manifest because they made a huge move. That's a mark of the beast move. Yeah. yeah they, that's that's a big, nasty move they made, and they got stopped right in the tracks. Really harsh, too. It was so bad it almost bankrupted them. Yeah, that, that yeah. hand of restraint now is going to be like, you know what? I'm getting tired of you guys. Yeah, I'm, you guys are going to pay when we leave. All of you are all mm-hmm. going to pay when we leave. Yeah. yeah, I'm tired of you guys coming hitting on this barrier, 
trying to get through. You're you know what you got to hope, though, Bob, and pray is that they they realize what it was that we left. We were raptured. We were taken by the Lord, and they change and repent mm-hmm. because that is their only hope. And it's not Obi Wan Kenobi at that point. It is <laughs> Jesus. They have to absolutely change their minds. They got to change their ways, and they got to come around to the right side. Because I'm saying that right now, you're right. They. I think that they want to get rid of us as much as we would like to leave because they want to have the, the restrainer removed so they can continue their evil march and they can continue to just bear down on the people and take them out one by one. But I'm telling you that if they stand tall and then they rise up after the rapture, they will be able to be saved as well. And they will give up their life and they will become tribulation saints and get right white robes and then be resurrected at the end of Daniel's 70th week. And they'll be able to return and reign and rule with us as well. Amen. <laughs> well said. Amen. Hey, you want to do some questions, Greg? Let's do some questions. Go ahead. Do you want to pull some up? Yeah, sure. Uh, let's see here. What was that, Greg? Let's see this one here. <laughs> If the fall feasts are done in order, wouldn't the rapture have to be at the Feast of Trumpets? Not necessarily. Uh, this year is a jubilee year. So if, according to Jason's research, the last trump happens at the Feast of Trumpets and at the Day of Atonement. But hmm. the rapture resurrection doesn't have to be achieved or carried out during the feast days. Right. Okay. I have a theory, and uh, we'll see what you guys think about this. The Bible says that we are a new creation, neither male nor female, Jew nor Gentile. All right. A male, female, Jew or Gentile is man. Okay. But we are a new creation. Okay. God's feast days are appointments with men. Okay. People on the earth. But what about those who are new creation and citizens of heaven? Do, do, Do those appointments, does the rapture resurrection have to be carried out during those appointments here on the earth? Not necessarily, because right. we're citizens of heaven. We're we are a celestial race in the heavens. Okay, so I, I this is an interesting way of looking at it. Okay, I still love the fall feast. The fall feast will be celebrated forever. We will celebrate those fall feasts forever. But when it comes to the rapture resurrection, just like Paul was met on the road to Damascus mm-hmm. outside of the feast days. Okay, so right. I think there's something special about this body of Christ. I think that's a, that's an amazing correlation there. And I, I like the way you put it in one of your videos, like the start of the age of grace began with Paul as the head, the chief. Right. And that's what he said he was. And um, that that was not on a feast day. So could the end of the age of of grace, as we know it, before the tribulation starts um, happen on an on feast day as well? And then uh, Jesus returns, fulfilling the feast of trumpets and then. Something else on the Day of Atonement, and something else on the on, the, on Tabernacles, all at the in the same year, basically. Um, is that possible? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So I don't think that the fall. I don't. I don't think that since uh, you know that the Rapture has to happen on um, on the Feast of Trumpets. I think it's a really good day to watch for. <laughs> but yeah. well, uh, you know, yeah. I don't, for, for those people, who- there's nothing in the Bible that says that it must. Listen, if it had to happen on the Feast of Trumpets, don't you think that Paul would have told us that it would have happened? That's absolutely going to happen on the piece of trumpets one day. So, you know, well, the fact is yeah. that we just, we don't know. 
I think I think it's also you know something where you have to think. Okay, when does this actually happen? When does the tribulation actually start? Is it uh, after we're gone, or is it actually at the time of the signing of the a covenant or the agreement? Right. Of well, the nine twenty-seven. So nine twenty-seven has always been that pin, pivotal point, uh, at least in Scripture, that we can identify a beginning period of the Great Tribulation period or the time of Jacob's trouble. Sure. So. Okay. Anyway. Here you go, Kevin. Okay. Uh, did I hear that rabbis said they're in contact with the Messiah? You know, it's amazing. We 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 talked about this like what was it six six months ago, Greg? And we did did we even show the video of of that 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 rabbi who was there and they were they were like looking at him and they were talking about him and um, I I think we might well, we even put it up. Yeah, we put yeah, it we up. Did, yeah, we did bring it so up. Maybe, but, uh, yeah. They've been doing um, this for a while, right? I mean, they, they've been pointing to certain people. They've got a ton of different. I mean, there's a bunch of different groups there too that have their own messiahs, right? They I mean, they have different groups. They have different messiahs. I mean, Jesus even told us uh, in Matthew 24 that there will be false messiahs, right? There'll be m- many false Christs too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're all in these little tiny sects, and they and they, you know, they say, "Oh, he is the messiah," but then you don't hear about this worldwide. Yeah. You know that he's not the Antichrist. You know he's not the beast because right. or the beast out of the bottomless pit because the whole world would know about that. Sure. This these are very uh you know compartmentalized areas here that are being uh, uh mentioned. And right. uh people yeah, people know about it, but not the whole world. I mean, this is when the beast out of the bottomless pit comes, forget it. The whole world's gonna know about it. But yeah, this is all part of the that you will hear of many uh, false Christs. I mean, right. we, we are seeing that manifested now. And um, and the Jews, they, they are, they're looking for a Messiah here on earth. They are not looking for Christ to come back. Um, so they're going to pick people. Uh, they're going to pick, and their groups are going to pick different people and all those things. But, you know, ultimately, though, one, one Antichrist will rise and, uh, th- th- that will happen, and there will be a covenant that's signed with many. And then in the middle of that co- that that uh, week, that seven-year period, he's going to go into the temple, and he's going to proclaim himself as God. That is not going to be, um, you know, a hidden thing. That is going to be very public. I mean, when that's a good people- point, guys, because I just thought about that. When you every the whole world's going to know about him, right? So think about the corporate broadcasters right now, who they really focus on. They're going to mm-hmm. focus on the one who's supposed to be focused on at that time. Absolutely. CNN, whatever, yeah. NBC, CBS. Yeah. All right. Hey, yeah. Greg, so basically you're saying that all these messiahs are there. To eat, they're all compartmentalized. So are we going to see a messiah showdown in Israel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or rumble, royal rumble messiahs? Who is that the next most fire from heaven? Is that the next reality <laughs> show, Bob? What's that? Is that the next reality show? Popular yeah. reality show? That's the, that's the book we're all going to write. Let's get ready to rumble. That, oh, hey, wait, that's wait, the book. can't say that. Uh-oh, no, let's say that because that's trademark. That's the book we're all going to co-author together. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that's uh, – you're probably right, Bob. That's probably is going to be the next show. But, you know, the thing is there's going to be ten kings, right? They're going to give their power to the Antichrist. The Antichrist is going to take, take down three of them. I mean, there's there's going to be a lot of action going on during the the, the um, tribulation period, and I got to tell you that I I don't think that any of that's going to be a secret, Greg. I think all that is going to be is going to be well known, and that they are not going to let up. 
they are going to absolutely push this guy and they are going to they're going to do everything of what it takes and it's not going to be hard for them to do that either when you have all these lying signs and wonders occurring especially when you have a pit being open and a beast rising oh, yeah. speaking of uh 10 kings we got this question here do you think trump will win the next u.s election i don't think so <laughs> I don't think we're going to have any type of uh, – the U.S. won't be operating on its own. November 2024, Bob? Yeah, it ain't going to happen. You already have the uh, North American Union taking place right now. They're going – they already been talking – exactly. They already been talking about uh, combining all of our uh, currencies, all the Western nations right now. And basically what's going to happen is uh, people living in America are going to get absolutely annihilated. Because once we average our income, was one thing to average with, with Canada, that's not too bad. But once we start averaging with Mexico, then going to all those nations, Venezuela, you keep going down and down and down, and Nicaragua and all that, eventually our dollar is going to be worth like five cents each. Yeah, okay, that, five cents. Know, we'll get five cents on the dollar when the North American Union takes place. But this also explains why all the borders are open. Because yeah. it's going to all be one big union. Sure. George Soros got to open borders. Everybody's one big happy family. And maybe Trump here will be the king of it. Who knows? Here's the other thing, too. What good would it do anyway? I mean, really, uh, when you you consider it. Is that really what you're going to be looking toward or forward and hoping that Trump is going to come in and save the day? I mean, you, you cannot be putting your faith in men. You, you just simply can't. You've got to put your faith in Jesus. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm telling you that if you're looking for him to come in and, and save you, that I mean, he, he has these rallies that are like Trump saves America. It's just so weird. I just, uh, I just, uh, it gives me the creeps. We're in a weird time. That's for sure. Yeah, we're in a weird time. Yeah. Oh, a question for Greg. Wow. No, what are you putting Greg? Greg? Hey, look at that. You got the right Greg? Hold on. Go get it. That one's yours. Go get it. This is the first time anyone's ever asked Greg a question. Do you? Thank you, Crunchy. Yeah. Crunchy D8. Do I see Amazon coming out something like with something PayPal said? Okay. Well, honestly, I do see Amazon going along with the switch over to digital currencies. Completely different ballpark, obviously, and what they do, their you know business me- business method. Um, so, what they're going to do is they're going to be going with the mark of the beast. They're going to be going with the beast technology, the beast system. And so, when PayPal tries to get everybody to switch over to digital currencies, I believe uh, Amazon's going to be right along with it. So, yeah, in a way, you know, they they will be right up along with that. I apologize for the crickets again. I know you can hear that. Uh, <laughs> we got a cricket problem for those who are new here. Um, so uh, yeah, and and yeah, it, they're going to go right along with it. And so is every other corporation, right? Yep, All these big corporations are going to be right along with them. It's perfect. You know, the corporation Amazon doesn't Amazon doesn't have to take the blame for it. Say, like, hey, it's the new digital currency. Nothing I can do about it. Okay, there's no more fiat currency. It's a digital currency. So out of my hands. So all the corporations are going to do that oh, completely shit. out of their hands. Okay, that's going to make everything better. A digital. You're currency. going to have a hundred dollars, and you're going to have a thousand dollars in your bank account. And when this digital system comes out, remember I told you North American Union, 
That's yeah. our digital system. So when they figure out all the numbers and then everybody gets equalized, you Point wash one. that money in your bank account. It gets turned from a thousand bucks into basically it'll be uh, about what fifteen fifteen dollars or one hundred fifty dollars in digital credits. Okay, nice. that that's what you're going to get. That's what everybody's going to get. Okay, and here's the messed up part. Here's the Lord showed me when you go buy something on Amazon. Let's say if you're gonna go buy some, uh, you want to buy a fishing rod on Amazon for thirty bucks. Okay, well you're like, okay, well since it's thirty dollars, they're gonna convert over to the digital currency, right? So it's gonna be digital credits. So it's gonna be like what point zero 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 three credits. You got to average it down so it meets, uh, you know, the averages where we were at before. No, it'll still be thirty credits. Okay, you took instead of thirty dollars, it's gonna be thirty credits. Like, hold on a second, I just lost all my money. I only got 150 credits in there after having a thousand dollars in the bank account. So yeah, it's still 30 credits, 30 dollars, still the same thing. That's what the Bible says that you will pay a, a day's wages for a loaf of bread. That's mm-hmm. what they're going to do here. That's okay. where that's where it's leading, isn't it? The, the that going. is the black horse, isn't it? Yes, yeah. where it is a day's wage for a for a loaf of bread, and that is exactly what they're they're basically going to make you work to get fed. And that's it, because you're going to own nothing, and you're going to like it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I hear. Is anyone going to get a chip? Is anyone going to get a chip in your hand to buy or sell? Raise your <laughs> hand. <hope>. No. <laughs> <laughs> but this, this is where it's going, though. This is where it's going, because you won't have a checking account no more. They're getting rid of all that stuff. All right? So basically, it'll be all in your – it's all going to be – remember I, I did that. Remember I read you guys a couple of weeks ago about the whole biometric economy? Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. bodily based economy. No more banks. Yeah, everything's in everybody's body. Just like Satan wants to be able to indwell. All right. Just like the Holy Spirit indwells. Okay. Well, he wants to indwell all those who have the mark in his own that was weird way. Am- so that was, yeah, well, that was an amazing thing. I, I mean, the fact that they actually put it into the text. Yeah, that there is no mistaking that they want to meld the currency with your biology. Mm-hmm. I mean, and what is the mark? The mark is on or in the forehead or the right arm, the right wrist or right hand, you know, it's right. depending on your translation. It's basically over there. <laughs> and, and what it does is it allows you to buy or sell commerce. Mm-hmm. So you're linking something to your body for buying and selling, and they already have that language. They are prepared, are they not? I mean, mm-hmm. the way has been paved. Right. And that actually goes along the question from Chester. Chester said, will we be raptured if the RFID chips gets announced? Yeah, we're not going to stay here to face that decision. So whenever that does, I don't know when that's going to happen. But like Kevin said right there, they have everything lined up. Mm-hmm. It's all there. They, they they just did a beta test with that over the last two years of COVID. That was the beta test to see who how people would react to sticking something in your body that you don't want. Mm. Okay, how what, what would we do and who would tell on who? How you know all that whole thing? I just saw something on the news about some woman got so the whole plane freaked out when somebody changed their mask, changed out their mask on the plane. Just that's where we're at now. That's just the, those are all the uh, those are all the numbers that they're crunching right now. 
Where's the discernment? This thing, they need to be ready, huh? Where's the discernment? What I mean, mm-hmm. really? What you're going to just freak out? I mean, I'm telling you that there's how. Where's the self control? Isn't that a, isn't that a fruit of the spirit? I mean, you can tell them by their fruits. Why would you freak out over that? I mean, I just you know, Bob. It's just amazing how. The, the people of this world have been conditioned into a state of utter fear and trembling, but not of the Lord, of each other, of the deep state, of the uh, authoritarians, of the uh, social media companies, of banks, of you name it. Anything but the Lord, people are afraid of these days. Right. There's a great question there. How about gold and silver? Gold and silver is what they're trying to push out in the East right now. And the war that we're going into is NATO being digital, Russia, China, Iran, they're gold. Okay. And in fact, fact, uh, Saudi Arabia just announced that they're going to be paying for their fuel and everything with the Chinese yen now. Okay. Gold backed stuff. Okay, so basically, there's going to be this time where gold, silver is going to be gold, gold and silver versus digital. But we do know that the Bible says, Revelation chapter 13, that you won't be able to buy or sell. All men, is that everybody has to face this thing. So if people, are, if they're out there trading with gold and do everything gold back, that's not going to last. No. Uh, the book of Ezekiel says in chapter 7 that that gold and silver is we throw into the streets. Right. In the east. Okay, something's going to happen to that gold and silver because I think digital is going to win. I like the how you put it in one of your videos about the future of gold and silver and saying that, and I think, Greg, you've chimed in on this as well, is that properties of those metals could change in the future and that it could yeah. basically render them completely useless. Mm-hmm. Yep. You change those, You change those things in just a slight way, and they become dross. They become worthless. Yeah, and cankered they, is the word. And uh, that was uh, actually a video I saw from Ty Green's channel. For those who watch Ty Green's channel, thank you, brother. You brought that word into uh, fruition or into the light anyway. But, yeah, that that is the word cankered. And it talks about literally rust. It will right. Rust. I mean, gold doesn't rust. No. No, but could you imagine if it did? It would be worthless, right? You just throw it into the street because no one's going to. What are you going to? I mean, gold right now, when you consider it, it's not. It's used for certain things, yes. Obviously, for for certain, you know, very expensive things, and also for some technical things as well, but not too many. But it really is a. uh, It's a currency that is not easy to actually even keep. Um, it, it's you're not going to walk around with a gold bar, uh, I, you know. There, there, you can't eat it. <laughs> so I mean, let's be honest. It at a certain point, even without the rust, it's going to become difficult. But I tell you this: with rust, it becomes completely worthless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. It says right here: Is it possible that the mark of the beast will only be in Jerusalem? No, it'll be global. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that's what's going to happen to the Jews is that they're going to be surrounded, and they're going to they're going to do uh they're going to do what uh what's that called uh um I forgot what the term is going but basically the uh, they're going to be surrounded just like seventy A.D. 
Okay. Mm. And that's why Jesus told him to flee, flee to the mountains. You see, the, you, you see Jerusalem begin to begin to become compassed. Leave jump down from the rooftop. Don't even go back and get your coat. Get out of there. Right. Okay. Because they're gonna surround it, uh, and they're gonna surround it, and you eventually you won't be able to get out. And yep. they're gonna have to face the mark. Either take the mark or be beheaded. It's like getting out of Sodom and Gomorrah. You got to get out when you can. You, you, otherwise, you're, you're going to be stuck in there and you're not going to be protected and it's going to be bad. I agree with you. I, I think that it, that the Antichrist, it says that he, he, he caught that the, well, the false prophet says causes all men great and small. So it doesn't sound like it's confined to a one city. Yeah. That's for sure. That, that's how they're going to deal with the Jews. The Jews will go and that's how they will deal with them there. But it's global. Yeah, it's global. Different areas are going to deal with it different ways. I mean, there are going to be people who are just going to be like your neighbor will come and cut your head off and it'll be legal for him just because you refuse to mark. Just like right now, you're refusing to wear your mask. See how that I mean, works? These 10 kings are not just 10 kings of Jerusalem. OK, that, that I believe that whatever's left of the world at that point, because, Bob, you've all, you've talked about how you you think that the third of the world is actually the, the Western hemisphere of it. Uh, right. And that um, it's going to basically re- re- um, uh, go back to the times of what the Western Hemisphere looked like and who it was populated by when Jesus was around, which yep. uh, you know wasn't. It's not like today. And that we see all these prophecies and all these n- other wars. And when it talks about Euphrates, it talks about two hundred million men coming from the east. I mean, the, all those things are all over there. They're not in the United States nor South America for that matter. So yeah, Bob, I think that you're, you're probably right. Whatever's left over the world at that point, that is, it's going to affect the entire area of that. It's not going to be just a local phenomenon. And I think I want to mention too, the uh, nuclear installations, we're talking about nuclear war. I've been watching this report. I forgot where I I read it from. Uh, I don't have it here in front of me, but What's been happening is a lot of the UFOs now are congregating around all the nuclear installations now. Mm. They're moving around. They're congregating around them. How about that? Do you think something's coming? Because they're moving. They're all going there now. Yeah. So I think um, maybe they're are you going to say something, Michael? Oh, yeah, I thought it was kind of interesting because uh, I've always believed that Project Blue Beam or and the nuclear aspect of things are going to be closely tied together. Mm-hmm. And something interesting, again, I don't have this pulled up in front of me, but um, back in the early days, um, man, back in the ancient alien days, back when I was a young man, <laughs> I was watching that garbage. But uh, <laughs> there was some uh, episodes where they were talking about how they're – there was these testimonies around these air force bases that nuclear or UFOs would go in and be able to affect the command and control centers and be able to activate and deactivate. And I've always wondered if they're going to possibly, maybe this is speculation, of course, thinking out loud, but maybe they're going to play a type of savior role coming in and, and disabling a nuclear fallout or nuclear war or keeping it from, spreading to the entire face of the planet. You know what I mean? And I was like, huh. It's kind of interesting that we've seen that predictive programming way, way, way back. And Bob, the fact that you just mentioned it, that really kind of got my cogwheels turning in my mind. Well, we also heard about, um, about there's been facilities that have been shut, 
you know, shut down, like unable to, to, to operate, right? When the, when a UFO had come by or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. So that could, that could fit. I mean, the fact that we know about that is really interesting, I think for first of all, but that could be an interesting narrative for them to have as, yeah. oh, we saved you from yourselves. Yeah. Yeah, we you know go. what we're talking about. We are the ones who seated you long ago, so we should mm -hmm. know better. Hey, uh, yeah. Dave. Dave, yes. you want to answer this one? Give us your opinion. Sure. So why are young people having dreams? Well, it says in the in the Bible that, that in the last days that there will be dreams. Hold on for a second. I'm looking the, looking that up. Don't right here, he's got it up there. Uh, there there you go. go. Here it is. And it shall and it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and your old men shall dream dreams, and young men shall see visions. Amen and, to that, brother. And that's what well it, it says very clearly in the Bible right there. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why Bob has a dreams and visions channel because yep. he's got yeah. <laughs> he's got thousands of them, thousands of them, and, and they all and a lot of them point to the same direction on a lot of different things. It's pretty amazing when you consider that 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 cannot be a coincidence, right? Yeah, well, yeah. the fact that uh, God gave me this ministry. I don't know if there's another ministry like mine that looks at that much data that analyzes that much data from dreams, where you start to see threads. And those yep. are the common threads. I mean, I share those threads here all the time. A nuclear war, yep. That's that's uh the the when they go when they blow up, we go up. Mm -hmm. We actually uh, they're, they're, and they're not all uh, at the same time either. That's why some people see like I had a dream where I saw the explosion, but I was still here. But the rapture took place for me, you know, right afterwards. Mm -hmm. So it's like, but some people are taken up during the explosion. Some people will see the explosions from. Uh, the firmament of the earth looking down, and it's like uh, some I guess an explosion will take place. You know, I'm not sure how exactly how it's going to play out, but I don't think any the any of the any anybody in the body of Christ is going to face a nuclear blast in the face before they get raptured. I don't think so. I agree. Mm -hmm. So yeah, everyone out there, this is oh. Thompson. Okay. Ah, yes. So, forgot about uh, that one. Yep, we don't want to forget about uh, a brother in the Lord who is being persecuted. Uh, we're going to have the last few minutes of uptime to just uh, mention that there's a serious situation with a pastor uh, who uh, does have his own um, community, his own um, fellowship uh, called the Last Reformation. Um, his name is Torben. Um, I don't know too much about his ministry. I have read into it. He does have a YouTube channel. Uh, and supposedly there's some things that are, you know, controversial in terms of the things that he's, uh, you know, brought up in s all over YouTube. But anything that anything's brought up in YouTube is controversial, right? So the, the point is, no matter what your viewpoint is um, about Torben, uh, for those of you who do know of the last Reformation, Reformation, uh, this person is uh, has been in jail for a number of days. Um, I think months, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know if anyone can um, can clear that up and and verify that. Ninety but, days. Okay, ninety, 90 days. days. Over ninety days. Jail here in the United States. 
Yes. So that clear. this is Very a nice. Christian. This is a brother in Christ, a brother in the Lord who uh, believes in Christ. I, I, I've seen some of his videos. Uh, I'm not entirely, uh, you know, into uh, his, his uh, ministry. Uh, I don't watch it on a regular basis. But uh, listen, this is someone who's a believer who's being persecuted. And we need to pray for him. We need to see if there's something that we can do as a body of believers for him and his family, because it's someone, he's someone who's missing his family terribly. Um, and so we're going to let him speak, but uh, this is a, a video or at least an audio file from jail uh, where he is in jail. So we felt led uh, as a community, as the panel um, to bring this out to you um, so that something can be done. First of all, pray. That's the number one thing, right? Mm-hmm. If you if you don't know what to do, start there. Okay, start with prayer. Um, we're going to start by getting this out to as many people as possible using this platform. So please pray for Torben and his family. And uh, we're going to end with this video of him uh, speaking from jail. And uh, his again, his ministry is the Last Reformation. Reformation, and it is a YouTube uh, channel that. Uh, that you can go to uh, to get more information about what's going on there. All right. Hey, Greg, hey, Greg yes. one, one thing, make sure we understand he, he's in jail, not because he broke the law. He's in jail because the government, he's in California. They called him to Florida. He went to Florida to see some about his citizenship or something like that. And they said that he was smuggling weapons or something like that, which he wasn't. And then the government changed their story into something else. And then they decided, you know, just throw him in jail. Just throw him in jail. Yes. So, so he's they, being they, persecuted. They lied to get him there, and once they got him there, they just told him whatever and threw him in jail because he was a pastor. Yeah, very sad story. He's definitely under persecution, under attack. Um, so let's lift this. Uh, let's lift this family up in prayer. We are going to have to close out now, but um, let's close out with this video, audio file, really of him, uh, of his heartfelt pr- plea. Um, to get out and to figure out what is going on, what can get him out of out of jail, because they've taken every uh, turn they can, especially with the ministry, and there hasn't seemed to be any success in getting him out. So, um, all right, everyone, thank you for joining us for another uptime, and uh, Lord willing, we'll see you next week, either here or in the air. Right? God bless. Amen. Amen. Dear everyone out there, this is Tom Sundergaard, and I'm talking to you from a prison phone in Baker's County Detention Center, where I'm now being detained for 98 days. And I, my lawyers, and my legal team still don't know why I'm here. Why was I detained? And why did they deny me coming out on a bond? There's so many crazy things in all of this. I am leader of the Christian ministry, The Last Reformation. I've served God for many years in over 40 nations where I've been preaching the gospel of Christ and making disciples. But I had never experienced anything like what I am experiencing now. Because of persecution in Denmark from the government, I came to the United States of America three and a half years ago. January 26, 2019, 
after waiting for my asylum interview for over three and a half years, I got a letter three months ago from Homeland Security that they would like to discuss my immigration status at a meeting in Orlando on June 30. I traveled from California, where I'm now a resident, to Orlando, Florida, to attend the meeting. But to my big surprise, there was nothing about my asylum case. And one of them said, Okay, the reason you are here is that we have been told you have been smuggling weapons from Mexico to America. And I was thinking, what? Smuggling weapons? I know nothing about weapons or smuggling weapons. My only connection to Mexico is a small missionary training school we launched in Rosarito. And the only thing we brought over the border back to America were beautiful testimonies about what God did in Mexico. But we had nothing to do with smuggling weapons. And I don't know anyone who had anything to do with smuggling weapons. I have never traveled to Mexico, and I've never crossed the border from the United States to Mexico. And my passport shows the proof of that. A few minutes later, one said, you are not going home today. We are detaining you. And then he was just up against the wall, handcuffs on, and now I'm still detained. Staying alone in a cell, eight times 13 feet. I really thought in the beginning that I would go out in a few days because I have not smuggling weapons or done anything criminal. And I was sure that the whole thing would just fall to the ground very, very soon. There is no criminal case against me at all. But I'm still here. I'm still locked up away from my family. And the life out there, I love. And I still don't know why I'm here. And I'm still waiting for my asylum case to go to court, which can take many months. And why did they deny me coming out on a bond when I'm seeing so many other people in here go out on a bond? I've been locked up with people who came from prison, where they have been in prison for 25 years for murder. People who have done very bad things. But me, Jesus transformed my life 27 years ago. I've been married with the same woman for 25 years. I have three kids and three beautiful grandkids. I have never been charged of anything criminal. I have never taken any drugs and I'm not a danger to anyone, but I'm still here. Why? Please help me out there to spread this video. Make people aware of this so I can get help to come out and be with my family. A new website has been made called friendsoftorben.com where you can find so much more info of how you can help me and my family. There's also info about my asylum case if you want to read about that. This is much bigger than just one person. There's something completely wrong here. Please spread this video. Please go to the website friendsoftorben.com and send a letter and read out to us. This is not easy for me and my family. So we thank you all for your 
help in your prayers. Please share this with as many people as possible. Miss you all. Talk to you